0: You're listening to an Anna Ministries podcast. Have you ever been reading a book that was so good you just couldn't put it down? Pages that enthralled you so mercilessly that the outer world did not exist to you anymore? That's what we're talking about today. I am TJ Blackwell, also known as Tiberius Juan, also known as Tegis. I am here with Josh Rosengrant, the Josh with the Good Opinions, and uh, let me tell you, Josh... I've been geeking out pretty hard on Soul Eater recently. Ooh,
1: okay, I, I can, I can admit, I can acknowledge that one.
0: Yeah, old throwback. I had to figure out how it really
1: ends, and the manga is
0: way longer than I thought it was.
1: Yeah, I, I watched the series through, and the ending was really strange.
0: Yeah, it doesn't end like that.
1: Good, I'm, I'm glad.
0: Yeah, that's not how it ends at all. What have you been geeking out on?
1: Let's see, in the last, in the days since our last recording. um I've been watching a new show uh, called Symphogear, which if you haven't seen it, it's described as um... I'm already
0: hooked. It's a great name.
1: All right, I'll just give you the the, I'll just give you the premise then then, rather than trying to come up with some fancy way to describe it. There are, of course, the villains called the noise. These unknowable creatures. And then there are the heroes, which are just all of them are just young girls and they have these ancient relics that allow them to, when exposed to the right sonic pitch, a.k.a. the right song, forms battle gear around them and they can fight. They're the only thing that can fight the noise.
0: All right. Of course. It's a magical magical
1: girl. Yeah, it's a bunch. It's a bunch of singing warrior little girls. Sweet. I might check that out. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um. It is, however, not a little girl's show.
0: <laughs> All right. So today we're here <laughs> to talk about our favorite fictional literature series, and there's a lot to talk about. We're yes, not going to talk about every facet because that's several thousand pages for me, and I assume it's quite a bit for you.
1: I do see. You know, several thousand sounds pretty low end to me. I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, it's only it's not even halfway finished yet,
1: to be fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, who—who yeah. who is more than halfway finished with what they want to read?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm finished up to date. He's not. Uh, it's uh, for the record. I'll, I'll just put it out there. I'm talking about the Stormlight Archives. Makes fantastic. sense. Fantastic, fantastic books. We are on book four out of ten. This series is not going to be finished if it stays on schedule until I am fifty years old.
1: And you're how old now?
0: I am twenty three. That's a long time. That's a long time, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely willing to wait. So, before we get into it, what is your favorite fictional literature?
1: Oof. See, it's such a hard question, and because because the answers changed over the years, really. I mean, when I was you know really young, my sister, of course, got me into Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter was was great. The Percy Jackson books at the time, also great. And then I kind of I kind of moved on. And then uh, Aragon, though, I read read the entire Inheritance Cycle and I'm still in love with that. And now we're getting definitely the first ever movie adaptation that's ever existed of Aragon.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that myself. Yeah, it was weird that they did a PlayStation game before they did a movie. But
1: yes, I thought the game was good because as we know, they never made a movie of this before. Uh, Yeah. Just like Avatar, they're making a, a new live action Avatar, which will be very interesting because yeah. they never did that before. Speaking of yeah. The Last Airbender, not the blue people, of course.
0: Breaking new ground. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But with the original creators at the helm, how wonderful. What a good idea. Isn't it? <sighs> Alas. Uh, so other ones I really got into it, it, recently have been, I have started reading through The Wheel of Time. Um, a
0: great series.
1: Yeah, when, when the Amazon show came out, I heard people talking about it a lot and how it may or, how it, uh, in fact, is not like the books. And I'm like, well, I want to read the books so then I can watch the series and complain about it because, you know, I don't feel like no. it's I don't feel like it'll be right for me to complain about it without reading the books. So I'm going to read the books first. That's sometimes it's fun to just watch something to complain about it. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: as you do. That's really why I'm reading Soul Eater, so I can adequately complain about the
1: ending better. Hey, you know, then you can explain it to me because yeah. I just the ending is still just what what happens. That's
0: actually that's pretty much why I read Tokyo Ghoul so I could complain Same about problem. the anime. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your current favorite. Yes, you have pick one.
1: If I have to pick just one, it is probably still the Inheritance Cycle. Just it is just so good. Yeah. At, yeah, at least as a series
0: disparage somebody for that
1: yeah and i mean we've got the inheritance cycle and then the Fourth witch and the worm that comes afterwards and then book five slash six depending on how you want to count is coming out mm-hmm. maybe in the next year or two So if, if uh Pally needs to be believed so i'm hyped yeah um but another, another one of my favorite book series or not book series i suppose because it is so far a single novel however it is called book one in a series so I'm I I'm, I'm hopeful it's going to be a great series because I very much very much enjoyed the novel and it's one I don't think I've brought up before on the show but I did in our little uh, our little staff group chat little behind the scenes peek for you guys here. I did bring up something very interesting about it. It is getting a graphic novel adaptation. Oh
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: I am speaking of The Shadow of the Conqueror, uh book 1 of the Chronicles of Everfall series by Shad M Brooks. Oh, I love this novel. (laughs) Like it is it is not a book that I could have read at the time when I read Aragon that wouldn't that would not have been good. (laughs) But it is like as I as I am now, like an actual adult, it is. It is a very good book Uh, to just give a brief idea of it. It's like, hey, what if we were in a a cool fantasy world with a fairly unique setting, all things considered, you know, given that nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. A joke that does even better if you've read the book, by the way. Um, what if instead of following some great hero, we follow what would have been the villain 20 minutes ago? It follows the story of basically the worst guy who ever lived. If you if you listen to him and everyone else in the book. But it follows it, it follows him on a redemptive path. And he's, of course, you know, he's a main character, so he gets a lot of a lot of uh Of magical shenanigans along the way but it it follows his journey from being just a ruthless dictator basically effectively dying and coming back and getting a second shot on life and trying to fix most of his mistakes of the past that are fixable Mm -hmm. which is not all of them
0: Mm -hmm. he got lazarus a little bit yeah yeah that sounds that sounds actually extremely interesting
1: it's great. It's it is dark, it is gritty. It goes into some some nasty stuff that he did and how uh how the other people respond to it. His victims actually are are also very very main characters some of his his worst victims. Yeah, so that's It's a great book. That's
0: one of the things that I like so much about the Stormlight Archives. Um for those of you who don't know, so far there are four books. It starts with The Way of Kings and then it's Uh oh! What comes after the word kings? Words of Radiance, and then I never remember the order. Words of Radiance, Oathbringer, Rhythm of War. That's what's out right now. The shortest one of those I think is two thousand something pages. Oh boy, worth it. Every single page is worth it. The this to me is Brandon Sanderson's best work, and he's done some fantastic work, including the end of the Wheel of Time series because
1: uh, Robert Jordan passed away. I remember that. Haven't got that far, but I do remember that that's the thing.
0: I think he does a good job. And uh, Brandon Sanderson also writes books for younger kids, which I read, which were awesome. And so in high school, I saw this behemoth of The Way of Kings in the school library, and I was like, well, I'll read that, I guess. And it's – this might be the only series that I've read where – have you ever heard that if the author's name is bigger than the title of the book, it's probably not good? (laughs)
1: I've never heard that, but that does sound like something. <laughs>
0: hey, it makes sense to me, uh, but not for this series. This series is amazing. The What it really does well to me is it plays with perspective a lot. The books are so long because you're getting an entire story from several different characters' perspective, and it is incredible. I don't know if I have time to say everything I want to say about this series,
1: but... Oh, you'd probably have to do a full episode, and even then...
0: At least. But as a, a basic, what's going on? In this world, far in the past, there was an order of knights. Awesome knights, bearers, very cool, very cool setting. Uh, everything has little spirits that live in it and make it work. And in the modern day, post, gosh, what do they call the Desolation? I want to say they call it the Desolation. Basically, I need to reread it already. Uh, It's been like three years since I read the last one because it was brand new. But the way it's, these spirits are used in modern times is basically as power systems, like batteries. People use glowstones as light. They die. They put them out in the storms, and that recharges them. The entire planet covered in something called the Everstorm. Every once in a while, it'll come by. Horrible, terrible storm. And everything's adapted to it. It's awesome. The grass falls back into the ground. Really, really cool environmental storytelling and an amazing power system. And what the book takes us through is kind of like the re-emergence of this ancient band of knights, good and evil. And that's all I really want to say. I want everybody to experience this for themselves.
1: I know what you mean. There was a lot more that I would love to talk about with Shadow of the Conqueror, but it would like, it would undercut the book to tell yeah. you the best part of the book, yeah. Which I think the, is true of a, a lot of media these mm, days.
0: One one of the things though that he, Brandon Sanderson does so well is adding new information that recontextualizes old information into something either amazing or terrifying. Uh, in the at the beginning of the book, you know, sort of towards the middle of the book, really, but in the beginning of our story. Basically, the strongest people on the battlefields, royals, those things, they wear shard plate, which is, and carry shard shards. You know, basically just amazing suits of armor and weapons. The armor is impenetrable, protects you from falls, it heals you. The weapons can cut through literally anything, and they feel like nothing. As the story progresses, and we meet our first modern shard bearer who was actually meant to wield these things we find out that all of that all of those weapons all of those suits of armor are corpses and all of a sudden everything is much more morose and he does it so well and the emotional beats in the book are incredible uh to me for the record if you've listened this far i think you deserve to know my avatar for the show is uh kaladin storm blessed from the way of kings i was wondering boy.
1: what your avatar was Yeah, most people do. I haven't told. I thought it was. I was trying to decide if it was uh, Jace from magic or if it was uh, one of the fundamental alchemist characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jace Bellerin. That's for sure. But would have been a good one,
1: except I hate the color blue. Uh, Oh, no, that's fair. Blue is the best and most obnoxious color in magic. If you don't play blue, it's the worst. Correct. And if you want to hear more of that, go back to our episode on magic. Let me try to explain it to Josh (laughs) Noel. horrible idea but (laughs) but it was a fun episode
0: the way he plays with perspective is amazing i really mean that we go from basically an entire race of people who are enslaved and downtrodden and you know combated and they're called the Parshmen. we find out that since the desolation they've all been in like a dormant state that was not their true form and they start to awaken. And they were seen as the bad guys because, you know, they live in the chasms. We need uh, you need the chasm fiends to get their gems out. They're just people. They're just people. And then all of society has to reckon with the fact that they've been treating sentient beings that way. Because before, they really barely were for years. And they're like, you know, a little upset by that. But so are the Parshindi. I imagine
1: they were just a little upset with how they were treated.
0: Just a little, yeah. Just a tad. Just a bit. And they start to awaken. They have a bunch of scary forms that they can take. You know, scary for people who enslaved them for a few decades, hundred or so years. And it's awesome. And they're bearers too. And each sect of shard bear has their own unique powers. I literally don't think I can explain all of them because I don't think we know all of them yet. Because <laughs> Brandon Sanderson's a sneaky little guy. If he's <laughs> got 10 books to write something, he's going to take those 10 books to write it. But the next one should come out next year, which I'm super excited for. And then he's going to take a five-year break, which I'm significantly less excited for. Ooh, because oh boy, does that man write some books! I think he's at least a book at least they're every huge. Year. Yeah, they're huge. They're great, and they're not the only thing he's working on. Which, if someone else who I'm not going to name, but is not George R. R. Martin, had the <laughs> same writing philosophy, I'd have a different favorite book series, probably. But uh, I'm still waiting on Doors of Stone, so if you know what that's in reference to, you're probably waiting with me, and it's probably been a minute. Yeah, I'm just going to have to—I'm going to make you wonder. Uh, But it is the Kingkiller Chronicles. I'm talking about Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, Come on, man. I've been waiting so long. It's the only series where I've actually bought, like, a commemorative edition of a book, which is on Joshua Knowles' bookshelf at his house, because I just didn't have a bookshelf I liked enough to keep it up there.
1: (laughs) So you gave it to Josh Noel.
0: No, it's mine. I just have a shelf on his bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go get it if I want to read it. But that series is also amazing. Incredible power system based around true names and stuff. But I do like me some true names. True names are awesome. As an Aragon fan. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Also, The Inheritance Cycle. Fantastic series. I always loved it. And Christopher Paolini is one of my favorite artists, authors. Uh, including his new new ish
1: sci-fi novel. I still need to read that. Super good. I'm so yeah, I've heard. I really uh, that's like on the top of my my wish list. So if you want if you want to get me anything for for Christmas or my birthday, TJ, feel free to get me to sleep in a sea of stars, which is the novel we were just talking about or the or the Stormlight Archives. Honestly, you sold me on that. Dude,
0: I wish I could adequately sell them. Honestly, or both. You You can give me both. That's fine. I can't. I don't have that much money. That's fair. But man, it is. I can't explain how worth it it is to go read both of those, but especially the Stormlight Archives, unless you don't want to wait. If you don't want to wait to get your conclusions, absolutely stay away from this until the year
1: 2050. I don't know if I can wait that long, though. Don't read the first four. But then I'll have to wait that long. That's tough. (sighs) What a conundrum. What a conundrum. There's
0: only one thing you can do. Read half of them. Apparently, yes. And then just pretend you can't find the other ones.
1: It's like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's on back order. That's all. Yeah. 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 20 years.
0: Yeah, 20-ish years. And the fact that really sells it to me, uh, all of Brandon Sanderson's, like, teen to adult novels are in the same universe. The Cosmere, which if you've read the Mistborn trilogy, Mistborn trilogy, or Alloy of Law, both of those are. You know, that's like a sequel trilogy to itself. Those are in the same universe as this with very distinct power systems, which is awesome and implies a couple things. But the best part is they share characters. Ooh. There are a couple of characters who are in both of these series and Alantra, I think, is the other one that's in the Cosmere and a couple others. I haven't read them all. I might should because it's relevant all of a sudden that I need to have read these other... I did read Mistborn Trilogy and its sequel series, but those are also fantastic. I'm just going to say everything Brandon Sanderson has ever written was fantastic. He's a great author. Some people disagree with that. They just don't like his style. I love it. (laughs) Uh, He also wrote The Reckoners, which is like a a super power-based kind of thing. Evil Superman, you know, the classic. But more interestingly done than most, I think, especially more interesting than My Hero Academia. uh, Oof. You know, until they explain why everybody
1: has those powers, I'm just not that interested. Just not a fan of my hero in general, just because they never explain where corks come from. Not anymore. I'm over it, and I'm gonna. Spoiler alert
0: for My Hero Academia. Sorry about this. Uh, Depends on what season you're on. I might be not heard this. If you don't want to listen, don't mute me now. Why I even uh, mute? You <laughs> <laughs> close your ears. Home something. It anyway. If you're current and you know what just happened, uh, it bothers me that he's still alive so you know do it that way you will keep that as safe as possible but yeah there are there are other things in the book uh awesome combat writing he he writes combat scenes very well in a way that you can actually follow them Uh, the character turmoil for each and every character there are like five main characters in each of these books they're all compelling they're all very interesting they have different powers they have different conflicts oh Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I really, I wish I had better words to describe it. I might post an addendum to this episode after I reread the series.
1: I think the best words you could use to describe it would probably be the novel itself.
0: Words of Radiance. Truly words of Radiance. <laughs> or Oathbringer. Did you mean Oathbringer? <laughs> but, that aside, amazing. I Every... What are those words? Synonyms? Every synonym for good. Apply that to the series. Literally every single one of them. Resplendent. Gorgeous. Eloquent. Almost elegant, I guess, uh, as well. But, I digress. Josh, do you have a a favorite, like, book-to-film adaptation? Book-to-film adaptation? It depends on what you mean by book,
1: I suppose. Book or books? Not comic book. Specifically, not comic book. Specifically, not comic book. Okay, so that yeah, might that's too that, no easy. Like, it depends on. Okay, this is once again. It kind of depends on what you mean by comic book, because I think I feel like I can get away with this one. It it is it is kind of crossing the line the line a little bit. Is it a graphic novel? It's. I think it's technically a Japanese light novel, but it was turned into an a, a more American movie. April? No, Oh, Alita Battle Angel.
0: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That is, that movie was so good.
0: <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I was thinking like Lord of the Rings, maybe. See, I, f- I feel like that's just too that's too easy. That's too easy. I had, yeah. I had to go. I had to go a little deeper. Oh, it's Although Lord of the, the Rings neat. is in fact fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's like the only good one I can think of from an actual um, book to a movie.
1: As f- like for what they could do with it, I think the Harry Potter movies were good. Yeah, and I think if they wanted to make like as with most things, if they wanted to make them the entire book, it would have taken like a television series worth of movies. Yeah, which I would totally be down for on some of these amazing books. Like, hey, make a make a movie every episode for until as long as it takes to finish the book. Go for it. I will yeah. eat that up. I To be fair, Words of Radiance is getting one that
0: I hope is good. Also, Harry Potter. Definitely. Those are good movies. Yeah. You know, for most people, some people hate them a lot. I don't really understand why they do not change enough about the books to hate them like that. They're pretty faithful, but they definitely did their work. The worst book to movie adaptations. Those are easier.
1: Yeah. Those are the ones that we uh, refuse to acknowledge they exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll continue to do so.
0: Yes. Yeah. Except for like Artemis Fowl. I didn't even watch that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, neither. I did. Re- I, I read that series, though. It was a good series. Mm hmm
0: great series and uh, i heard so many bad things about the movie i didn't even watch it wasn't jack black in it was he <laughs> how do he mess that up i'm pretty sure he was
1: well, now i gotta look all right top build on artemis fowl ian cofer which is the is the of course the actual author of the novels cast uh doesn't look like there's any uh jack black in okay there. okay well, have Josh jack dad
0: I can see how that messed up, though. If they had had Jack Black, I think it would have went better.
1: I mean, most, most movies uh, with Jack Black in them are better, just better for it. Yeah. Which, speaking of ad- adaptations into a movie with Jack Black in them, the Mario movie trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I think if we go back for like the past 10 or 15 years, Jack Black could have done everything that Chris Pratt did. But I don't think Chris Pratt could do everything Jack Black has done. You know, I'm not saying Jack Black's a better actor, but I think he could have done most of those roles better.
1: <laughs> I, I, do think, have to admit I think he, he might
0: deserve them. he might deserve the Chris Pratt level of love from Hollywood. And he, he used to have it back in the back in the day. I don't, where'd it go? Where'd the love go, man? Who got Who tired was of him? dying? He went off and made some of the best animated movies of all time. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's enough live action for him. Kung Fu Panda, by the way.
1: Easy. Incredible. I help me. I, I can't think of the name of the movie. What is the movie where he's still Nacho Libre. I remembered it halfway through the question. Nacho. If you, if you have not seen Nacho Libre, that is perhaps your homework for the weekend.
0: Yeah. Also read uh, the Stormlight Archives.
1: That is your homework for like the next couple months if you pick that up. But hey, yeah.
0: unless you got a lot of extra time on your hands, that's going to take a minute. So you better get started. I'm serious. Yes. It's so good. It's oh, ridiculously man. good.
1: See, I'm only on book four of the Wheel of Time. And I so I have, you know, 10 more of those and then to sleep in a sea of stars. And then I can start Stormlight Archive. Yeah. And then Wheel of Time is also super good. Yeah. Incredible series. It's yeah, just about, I think it's hard for a second. It, it definitely it, it's a lot slower. So there are I mean, if you like how Tolkien writes, this might be too fast for you. Anybody else, though, this tends to be a little slow.
0: Yeah. It definitely, I remember it being very hard to start, which is crazy because when I read it, I think I had just finished reading the first three books of the Stormlight Archive.
1: See, that that puts it, that just puts the little pedestal up and is like, all right, you're going to get there, buddy? And it is, it's a a slow start because it it tries to really dig into the characters and what their life is like.
0: Mm -hmm. And it is expansive.
1: It is, it's, you know. Even after three books, they've they've only talked about maybe half of the things on their little initial map. Mm-hmm. And they there's entire eras of history that have gone by, possibly an infinite amount, except for it is definitely finite.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, if you like whimsical writing, that's the place to go. There's there's a lot of whimsy in those pages, I think, especially in the the end, Windswind, books. So he's kind of a whimsical guy. But if you like that style, book series is going to be perfect for you. If you like to really get into your characters, perfect series. If you yeah. want something you're going to be reading for a long time, perfect flawless. series. Perfect <laughs> series. If you want something with a middling TV adaptation, it's right there. Yep, it's right there. But do you have anything else you would like to say about your favorite book series?
1: I do have another one that I wanted to mention now. This one is, is by an author that I think a lot of people uh, will, will have heard of, but it's not the series they'll have heard of him for this. So the, the author is James Dashner, which if you know who that is, you probably know him from Maze Runner because mm. he's the he's the author of the Maze Runner series. And I can't speak to it if Maze Runner is any good because I actually haven't read it. Sorry. Well, However, record
0: I stopped after the second book. So couldn't have been that good so i'm saying
1: All right, <laughs> however out. his other series uh, is called the mortality doctrine series this series is wild so it it is it is a departure from most of the series i've mentioned which are fantasy leaning towards high fantasy this this is taking it back to sci-fi and it's and it's and its near sci-fi too if you like the plot I shouldn't say it that way. If you like the world building of Sword Art Online, you'll like this series. You can debate about the plot of SAO. There's a lot to be said on, on both sides about that one. But if you like the idea of the virtual world becomes real and the lines begin to blur, what is real, what is not? Who is real, who is not? This, the show also it goes not only into virtual full-dive virtual reality and the ramifications on society once that happens, It also comes into fully sapient artificial intelligence and what happens when you mix those two when stumbling around in the the virtual world where most people spend half their time. Is that a real person or not? Is there a difference? How do you know you are the real one? Oh, this series is good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that does sound good. That's actually one of my favorite webtoons kind of does the same thing. It's called Hardcore Leveling
1: Warrior. Yes, it is yeah, I agree. Super good. I think Please the ending could to talk have been done hardcore, better. But hardcore level one Yeah, the author water. kind of admitted that he
0: Yeah, he literally said like, ideas. "Hey, I did, <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with this epilogue. Sorry about that. Anyway, this is the last chapter. Thanks for reading, which was hilarious." Yeah. Made it worth this. it to me. He wrote he wrapped up the main story well enough,
1: so I, I yeah, wasn't that upset. But uh yeah. check yeah, it out. game conflict was weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> To me, it is the best isekai story, and if you don't know what that is, it's you know, well, it's sort of isekai. Die in real life. You're in the game now. <laughs> it's 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 the best version of Sword Art Online. That's for sure. Okay. And uh, you know, go to sleep, play the game in your sleep, wake up, do whatever.
1: Yep. But it becomes more than that for a lot of people. And then eventually, for everyone. For everyone like or not. on the whole planet.
0: Surprise. Yep. This is now your lucid adventure. But doo, doo, doo. I do have some closing remarks about the Stormlight Archive. If you have trouble relating to characters and books because you are just too unique, which is fair enough. That happens. I get it. Uh, please read the series. There are so many characters with so many conflicts. I promise you will find someone relatable in this story. It might take... Six or 7,000 pages to find them. But it'll be worth it. But it'll be worth it. Because, man, he really gets in there. And if you just like awesome high fantasy combat scenes, please read it. They're so good. If you like high magic combat scenes, read it. Fantastic. If you just like really complex power systems built around oaths, read it. It's fantastic. But I think that's all I have to say until I collect my thoughts onto an actual piece of paper.
1: I'll I'll throw in one one quick nod to another great book series. is It's definitely a younger book series, but with a middling adaptation. A series of unfortunate events. Yes, full mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, basically anything ever written by Lemony Snicket is is quite wonderful. It's it's very it's very eccentric and it and it does it well. It does try to be, but it doesn't try too hard to be. His his writing style is unique. It's I, I enjoy it. And then the, the original movies were kind of bad. And then the Netflix adaptation is decent, but it's a very it's a completely different story. I think especially it's great. Towards the end. Yeah, I, I don't I, I, I like it. I'm just it's fantastic. Oh, I like it. I just it's completely throughout the the back half of the narrative. That's fine. <laughs> Which eh, yeah. It's still it was still very enjoyable. Yeah, uh, but
0: I also like the old movie. But that might be because I was watching it when I was like six or seven. Fair enough. So great performances all right. in all of those. So for our wrap up, Josh, what have you been geeking out on recently?
1: Well, in addition to the last series that I was I was talking about the at the beginning, the uh, Symphogear series, I've been. Now this isn't a record is this is a geeking out this is not something I can easily yeah. recommend Recommendation. People, but I, I, I would recommend it as, as well I've been fleshing out my own d d setting that I'm hoping to uh, start up a a bi-weekly campaign here at college
0: very cool very cool
1: Tomorrow. i feel like it, everyone's <laughs> been there at least once i I did the
0: same I had like a whole setting planned out I had I drew maps which I might try to find uh, in my room at my parents house I had them on the wall. I like posted them with my other real world maps on the wall. That's impressive. And I I barely got past that stage, but if you're just trying to call draw cool maps, get a handful of pennies or dimes and like drop them or dice. If you're,
1: you know, D and D player
0: dice. Yeah. Yep. And just trace the outline. Boom. That's a landmass.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Trace the outline. And then depending on how uh, dense the amount of things you dropped, all the, all the points in the middle are points of interest.
0: Oh yeah, great, great tip for map building for you there, you know, just in case. Uh, For me, recommendations, I'm going to, this is going to be a gamer recommendation. All my gamers out there. I hated Overwatch 1. (laughs) I thought that game was awful. Played it twice, never picked it up again. I'm having a ton of fun in Overwatch 2. I don't know why, they did not change that much. (laughs) Pretty much the same game, I think it's just better. How much better? Probably not that much, but it is free. So check it out if you ever want. Free wanted, is compelling. Free is that, that's what got me into it and my friend D'Amico. But if you always wanted to check out Overwatch and never wanted to pay for it, play Overwatch too. It's a fun time. It's more fun than I thought it would be. Way more fun than I thought it would be. So that is it for us here today. I've been Tjus Tiberius One Tj Blackwell with Josh Rosengrant. Brother-in-law to Jode, or
1: something. Yeah, that's right. Although little, I yeah. don't think anyone, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's been said yet. Ooh, you broke the, you broke the veil. Surprise, surprise. Wow. And uh, so, if you ever hear me talk about my sister or him about his wife, we're talking about the same person.
0: Yeah. Please remember, we are a chosen people, a geekdom, a geekdom of, of priests. priests.
1: last quick thing, Shadow of the Conqueror, the graphic novel. It's still on Kickstarter for another 19 days as of this recording, October 10th. Come on, buy it. It's going to be great. I promise. Hopefully, I better not be disappointed. Bye. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.